Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Well, the verdict is in. We have a lot to talk about. I really was hoping we wouldn't be talking about the verdict today, but evidently, we're going to start with the verdict. And of course, Michael Rudden has something to say, which is say, Michael Rudden holds found not guilty on all counts of homicide, reckless endangerment, travels across state lines, comes armed, instigates trouble, kills two men, one of whom was unarmed, injures another unarmed man, and walks away. This isn't right. It's not just a matter of injustice. We face a crisis of morality in this country. Okay, I want to stop there because I've got a story to tell. Because this is how dangerous this type of verdict is, right? We all know that the criminal justice system in America is not a fair criminal justice system. We all know that there's a, a definite bias against people of color. That's not debatable. You look at the sentences that, that, that comes down relative to equal crime and what, what the results are. All of that is different. But this has a more sinister effect. And I must tell you a, a, a story. Everybody remember Michael Brown getting murdered in, uh, in uh, St. Louis or the, the suburb of St. Louis, uh, that town. All right. Um, I went out there to Netroots Nation uh, with quite a few other people, including a few, uh, a few Congress people. In fact, let me name drop one. I went out there with um, Nina Turner to the spot where he lied dead for several hours. And we, after visiting his spot, we had a march. We had the Netroots Nation had a march. We were going to march against the police departments in St. Louis and the areas and the justice system because of the manner in which people of color are treated. So that's what we did. Ferguson, thank you for reminding me, ABQ, Ferguson. It was Ferguson we drove. Ferguson is right next to St. Louis. So we, went, we, we took, a, we took a, a Uber to Ferguson, me, Nina Turner, and a couple other people. And uh, we then marched on the freeway. We closed down the freeway in St. Louis, you know, the one that goes to the park. And I'm there, video that you could probably some, see some of the videos that I, that I saw there. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to wrap this story and tell you why I'm telling you this story. So we are all marching, Netroots Nation, this big, huge, all the liberal bloggers, liberal politicians, progressive uh, storytellers, all of us were in, 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 in uh, St. Louis at this convention. And we left the convention. The Black Lives Matter came to the convention and said, you guys come out here every year, you're all over the place, when, and you stand up for these issues. Let's see you stand up for real. And they came to and opened all the doors of the conferences in St. Louis and drug us out there based on the moral direction that they knew we should be taking. And we all marched down that avenue. We all marched to the freeway and we stopped it. And Black Lives Matter had a plan. Netroots Nation, in as much as it's a progressive organization, it is a mostly white organization. And while we are shutting down the freeways, we have the leaders of Black Lives Matter leading this humongous group of people. And then the police cars are rushing down on the wrong side of the freeway because we have probably a thousand people standing up on that overpass, closing down the freeway. And the police cars are rushing there. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I came to St. Louis to get arrested or get beat up by the cops. And you know what's going to happen now, you know? 
Black Lives Matter made the call. And I think I have this one on video too. It says, white, it, they said, white allies, come lock the front. And all the white folks came around us. The Black Lives Matter crew, they all came around. And they locked hands. And the police officers all stopped. And they, they gave us passageway off of the ramp, off of the freeway in St. Louis. And we marched on. And I'm, I'm in shock now. I'm next to the Huffington Post reporter. And she's looking at me. And I'm, I'm looking at her like, wow. You know, but that is what, that's what happened. So the idea being, they use their privilege. Our, bro our white brothers and sisters use their privilege then as a protection mechanism for the Black Lives Matters, who the police officers were coming to crack skulls. Okay? But what does this stuff here show? This is interesting. Because the two... Uh, uh, what's his name? Littenhouse uh, or Rittenhouse or whatever the hell his name is. He comes. And he comes to a Black Lives Matter march or a march against police brutality, injustice... And he shoots two people. But the two people he shoots are white. So all of us in, 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 the, in the social justice movement, in the racial justice movement, in all of these movements, we sit here and we believe. We think, wow, this is going to be a test case. This is going to be a test case. I don't know. Right now I'm seeing the video in sync. Anybody else sees the video out of sync, let me know. But anyhow, we're looking and we see this is a test case. Anyhow, what happens? Rittenhouse goes to trial and not on the lower ones, not on the higher charges. He is set free. He didn't commit a crime. Why? The allies, the, the, the white the white brothers that were killed, our white allied brothers that were killed, they were fighting for the wrong, they were fighting for the wrong cause. They were fighting for the wrong cause. So when I see this, I see this as an alliance buster. Because whereas many of these protesters, whereas many of these protesters, I'm talking about our white allies coming to protest social justice issues, racial justice issues. Whereas many of them are coming saying, you know what, at least we can use our privilege against the cops to help our brethren that is constantly being attacked, demoralized, slammed, held, uh, skulls cracked by the police officers. We are there. We will use our whiteness to protect them. What, what the police officers have done is they have granted license to the white supremacists to say, get in there and bust and crack heads for anyone who's supporting the social justice movement. I want you guys, I mean, you see, you, you're not going to hear this on TV, right? You're not going to hear this on TV. Because what they're going to say is, oh, there were so many different problems in the case. 
There were issues hard to prove. That is hogwash. We know if it were vice versa, if it were vice versa, we know exactly what the results would be. I am not sure why the out of sync. I only have 161 drop packets at this very high speed. So I'm concerned that that, uh, of that, that, that but it'll be cleaned up when, we, um, when I do the repost of the, of the videos. So people, brothers and sisters that are listening to me, that is the danger of this verdict. The danger of this verdict is that our white allies, whereas they could use their privilege to assist those who, real, there are many who will realize their privilege has no privilege when doing social justice, racial justice work. They will realize that because the supremacists now have license to kill. And it doesn't matter. They don't mind killing anyone. They don't mind killing whether the person looks like me or whether the person looks like Brother AVQ. They don't care anymore. We just have to kill. We just have to kill. That's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. So understand why this has, you know, where, where they are talking about the legalities. Oh, uh, they didn't, you know, uh, whether the other guy lift up a pistol or, 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 or whether uh, he thought somebody was charging him. The guy went to a protest with an AR-15. He went there with a murderous device to kill. Please don't tell me about how innocent this little kid is. This guy went and started talking to supremacists and the Proud Boys and all of that. Please don't tell me how nice and sweet this kid was. Please don't. Let's not, let's not fool ourselves. Anyhow, let me continue reading my good brother Michael Rudden and stuff. FDA wants 55 years to process a, a Freedom of Information Act request over vaccine data. If the only things needed to be redacted are trademark formulas, names, and addresses, this should take, shouldn't take that long at all from the article. Justice Department lawyers representing the FDA note the court papers that the plaintiffs are seeking a huge amount of vaccine-related material, about 329,000 pages. The FDA can't simply turn the documents over wholesale. The records must be reviewed, redacted, confidential, business and trade secrets, uh, Pfizer and BioNTech uh, must be removed, all that good stuff. Hey, let me tell you something, okay? I, I don't know what the reason uh, uh, wants, you know, why they want to do that, right? But I can tell you what I can imagine they want to do. We, America, the people of America, the taxpayers, you know all those drugs? Guess who, guess who created it? Your tax dollars created it. They market it and then they sock it to us. So they, they, get, they, get, they, get to, they come to the pot twice. Those criminal companies, that's what they do. That is what they do. All right, continuing. Over a million Americans may have permanently lost their sense of smell to COVID-19. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I, know, I thought it all came back. I count my niece among them as yet one more reason to take COVID seriously. From the article, studies have estimated that anywhere from 30 to 80% of COVID-19 sufferers can develop some level of anosmia, but uh, research has indicated that most upward 90% regain their sniffer sense in as little as two weeks, possibly because the infection tends not to damage the olfactory nerve itself, but the cells supporting it. I didn't know that. See why, 
Why I tell you guys I have the most intelligent audience bar none? We get all the information and you come here and we all learn together. Thank you for telling me that. Didn't know that one. The moral case for destroying fossil fuel infrastructure. If someone has planted a time bomb in your home, you are entitled to dismantle it. The same applies to our planet. In the fossil fuel corporations are allowed to extract all the oil they already have in reserves. Our civilization is dead in 30 years. Calling this a ticking time bomb is an apt analogy. From the article, parts of the earth are becoming unlivable. Facts like that, however, are in no real need of repetition. By now, everyone knows at some level their consciousness what is at stake. And still, our government allows fossil fuel companies to expand their installations for taking oil and gas and coal out of the ground. They cannot even bring themselves to stop showering such companies with trillions of dollars of subsidies. Overall, the production of fossil fuels needs to be brought down to zero as fast as humanly possible. But in the real world, producers are planning to increase extraction as if there is no tomorrow. Como si no hay mañana. One recent paper shows that the bulk of known reserves must be left in the ground for there to be at least a slim chance of avoiding 1.5 C degrees of warming to be exact by 2050 and some 90% of the coal would have to remain untouched. 60% of the oil, 60% of the gas, 99% of the unconventional oil. Slowing down the climate catastrophe means by definition the destruction of fossil capital. There can be no more profiting from fossil fuels and if, if governments are incapable of initiating the work because they take the orders from the top floors then others should do so not because activists can accomplish the abolition of fossil fuels only states have that potential because their road is to ratchet up the pressure for it i agree now we, we have to be serious about this and the fact of the matter is we need to right price carbon as well right the price of gasoline isn't what you buy at the pump it should be a hell of a lot more why because, of course, they're getting you sick, plus many other things. Terry Mercer from KPFT, my KPFT supporting brother. How you doing? Well, at least now we know that it's legal for everyone, including children, to arm themselves with military-grade assault weapons, cross state lines, and join all the hot action in nighttime streets where various factions are incredibly pissed off at each other and ready for confrontation. The bar has been raised coming soon to a city near you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brother Terry Mercer, a uh, big supporter at KPFT, is also a poet, songster, a good poet at that. I did a couple of his poets on my site. You should be able to look. T T Terry Mercer. Look up Terry Mercer on my website and see a couple of things that he's done. AVQ, Michael Brown and Ferguson, correctly. Hi. I didn't, I didn't salute everybody. AVQ, welcome aboard. Uh, Bridge MCP, welcome uh, E2247, welcome aboard. Yvette Avery, Edward, welcome aboard to the PDR Posse. Uh, we have Lee Grant. Hey, Lee, how you doing, brother? Michael Rudden, I got you. We've got Bridge says, anyone else have video sync problems? Apparently, there is some out of sync issues, but I hope it's not more than a couple seconds or so. Uh, I think um, Rudden was going to try to check it out and see what, what the delay was. Uh, Tom C., welcome aboard. Uh, Eric Hayes, so just putting this out there, uh, it then brought this up, the million, oh, the millionaire tax about, no. If you're talking about the sales tax at, in, in blue states, uh, you're looking at it all wrong, and I hope the Democrats don't fall for trying to defend that. You need to repeal the SALT, period. Because SALT affects blue states, because they, they pay taxes to the states, 
If they pay the taxes to the state to make their people better off, why pay it to the federal government? So no, that's not a tax break for the rich. That is just uh, you know reducing sales taxes for uh, the states who invest in their own people. So please, let's get it right. Uh, maybe Texas should start using its sales tax and all the taxes to invest in people instead of saying, we don't charge anybody taxes while we kill our people because we can't build hospitals, etc. Rose Williams, I don't think it's that strange for people to try to take away dangerous automatic weapons from the, an obviously underage person during a protest. I agree. Paul Fleming, welcome aboard, my brother Paul. Hope you're uh, day by day. We're improving on... Our, well, it's, it's hard, I know, Paul, but... You know, hang with us. We love you, Paul. Uh, Eric Hayes, what happened to the couple in St. Louis? They took their weapons, right? I don't know, but they should, though. They threatened a Black Lives Matter march, didn't they? Bridge MCP, Eric, they did and charged them. The husband and wife, right? Yes. Eric Hayes, but if the, if the companies are making money, isn't the administration particularly responsible in pushing the vaccines? Uh, you know, when we're in dire straits, we do dire straight things, right? Lee Grant, why does the left leave out the detail that Kyle's assailants were criminals, a rapist, a domestic abuser? Oh, so we want to bring that up now. What about the President of the United States? He was a rapist and he was also a domestic abuser. But he was a President of the United States. When somebody's killed or murdered, we don't ask did they have a criminal record or anything like that because the President of the United States was likely the largest criminal on this planet. A thief, a thug, a rapist. But he was President of the United States. Eric Hayes, come on, you can see the same thinking in trillions of... No, I can't. Uh, ABK, Berto, thank you for reading out all of my comments in full. That last one was long but was well worth it. Like I said, this is y'all's show. Uh, Mercer had something to say. I read that as well. And uh, so did British MCP. If you have something to say that's prescient to what we're talking about, you better let it out. This is your show. The Duck That Quacks. Hey, brother, how you doing? Eat lobster now. I don't know. I can't eat lobster. I'm allergic to it. Paul Fleming, I must be getting old. I took a nap. You know, hey, look, Paul, I wanted to take a nap as I'm writing the show. I'm like, damn, I'm sleepy. But I got to get it through because... If folks are supporting politics and rights, we better have a show every single day. We better have a show. We better have those blogs. We better have those articles. That's the way I see it. Okay, Bridge MCP says, Lee, no doubt. Courtney says, Courtney the SLP. Hey, how you doing, Courtney? That was a great show we had in, in Houston, right? Happy Friday, PDR Posse, she says. AVQ says, the duck that quack lobsters likely to go extinct with the heat. Yes, salt and pepper, Eric says. Bridge MCP says, hold up a clock and we will sink. Hey, I don't have a clock. You're going to have to help me out later. Come on. You guys can figure it out between when I say help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clap my hand and you tell me how quickly that clap comes between the face and the sound. Now you got it. That you can do. That's how whenever we're doing videos, that's how we do timing. To, to, to slide voices, etc. Okay. Man, you guys are really writing, folks. The Duck That Quacks salutes Courtney. The president sniffs people. Courtney, the SLP, says the Duck That Quacks. Happy Friday. All right, we're going to get busy into the show. Bruce Pollard, howdy. Welcome aboard. Amy William Brandt, thank you for being here. Rittenhouse acquitted. Shame, I agree. I hope you heard my, my, prologue, my ep, prologue, ep, prologue today because it was important. Phone. Uh, oh, yeah, I have my phone. I have my phone, but I 
takes a little while. Oh, let's see. Audio is good. Oh, the audio is good now. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Why is Harris uh, saying she doesn't know if Biden and her are running in 2024? Because she probably does not know that. Okay. Let's get busy as far as what the show is today. It's amazing. We are 25 minutes into the show and I have yet to say, hey guys, guess what our show is about today? The good thing is that the videos are not very long and that I have to show today. They are present, they're important, but they are not too long. At least I don't think they're too long. All right, let's get busy and talk about it. Title of the show today, Timely Advice for Democrats. Heed them. Texans pay for GOP fraud and Gosar's brother slams him. You think he has good reasons to slam him, right? But anyhow, let's go ahead and I think I have it queued up correctly. I had to rush to do this one. So I'm going to start with Joanne Reed. You know, a couple of, a, a couple of blogs ago, I pretty much said that I think uh, the, the, the Quinnipiac poll was really off. In other words, it made people look like they, don't, like they don't understand what's going on in our politics at all. And so I did a blog about it, and uh, I think I played that blog today as well on KPFT at 11. I'm not sure, but I think I did. But then last night I was um, watching, uh, watching Joanne read, and uh, you know she pretty much said similar stuff that I said on the piece. And I looked at my daughter and said, hey, Ashley, check this out. She's saying the same thing I said earlier. And she said, Dad, you should play that on the show because... You know, kind of, you know, I think there's stuff in numbers, right? So listen to Joanne read, and then we'll take it on the other side. Republicans, they, what they do, while it is fascism curious in many ways, is also, it's more attractive in some ways. They're the permission party. They're saying, go on, tell that racist joke. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to wear your mask. Don't worry about COVID. I know 700,000 people died. That's not your problem. They're the party that's basically permitting you to do what you want. And so for a lot of voters, I look at this Quinnipiac poll. Let's go through some of this. The Quinnipiac poll, Biden's down to 36%, 53%. And yet, everything is incoherent about it. 42% of people in this Quinnipiac poll say that Democrats, uh, only 42% say Democrats care about your needs and problems. 54% say no, but more people say Republicans don't care. This whole thing about immigration, border security, inflation, Republicans are pretending that's what's taking Biden down. Only 8% said either of those things are the most important thing when unprompted. Do, who, you know, which party would you like to see control the House of Representatives? After saying all these things that indicate that they think Republicans care less about them, more people say we give them control. None of it makes any sense, Tim. The only way I can explain <laughs> it is that there was another number in here that said that economic things, only 25% collectively said those are the problem. 75% said non-economic related things were the problem. It's feelsy things. It's that it, something about this country doesn't feel right to people. And I think that is what Republicans are using to win, is that people just feel off. My Amazon stuff is late. I just don't like the vibe. I don't like wearing a mask. I feel annoyed. And when you, when you feel annoyed, you want Republicans. Look, I, I think that that's pretty close to right. I and mean, I think that there's a vibes element to this, if you will, Joy. I do think that Quinnipiac poll is a little bit of an outlier and below what, what Biden's other numbers are. But still, if even if he's in the low 40s instead of mid-30s, you know, that's not going to do it uh, for next year in the midterms. I, I think in addition to what you just said about how the Democrats being the government party, they're particularly the government party right now. 
And yes. if you look at the Virginia election a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, you know, the, if, if you're a voter in Virginia, you're looking at Washington, you say, well, the Biden's in the White House, the Democrats have the Senate and the House, my That's governor's right. a Democrat, the Virginia legislature's a Democrat. So if I'm annoyed about schools, if I'm annoyed about masking, if I'm annoyed about all these various different things, uh, let's give somebody else a try, right? And so I think that there were a number of things happening, you know, in that Virginia election, but I think that we'd be wrong to, to dismiss that. That's why it's so hard for a party in power in the first year of a midterm anyway. The stakes are so high this time, though. And, and I do think that, that my, my, my criticism of the Democrats is that there's a little bit of business as usual. And, mm-hmm. and that, that if I were, you know, advising them, I, I'd say, like, let's look at the things that people are concerned right now and see how we can signal to them, do everything we can to signal to them over the next year that we're trying to address them. Now, that's not going to change the vibes uh, concern that you laid out, but, but I, I think it would help kind of mitigate, you know, this gap a little bit. It, here's the thing, Juanita. If if Democrats could put the same passion that they put behind censuring Paul Gosar into telling their base that we're going to really fight for voting reform, we're going to really fight for policing reform, we're going to really fight to protect you from those guys because we understand that they want to put autocracy and fascism curiousness and take down this Democratic, uh, you know, experiment. We're going to put the same passion behind that that we put behind rebuking that guy. I think they'd be in better shape. She hits the nail on the head. If we really, you know, I mean, it's if we really started talking about what everybody really wants, which is the things that we stand for, Democrats, progressives, etc., then that it's true. Make people want to run to the poll to vote for you because they know you are going to be fighting for them. You know, the Republicans are very good at doing that. They don't really fight for you, but they tell you they're going to fight for you. And they tell you about the issues. You know, they know that their sect uh, are really into the abortion thing, of course, unless their daughter get knocked up. They know that they're really into uh, so, into criminal justice, of course, until their kids get uh, gets involved with shooting a gun or, or in drugs. You know, they know that their people are into all those things that they want other people that they want other people to pay for. They know that, right? And they, that's how they campaign. Democrats need to learn that. And when Democrats learn to do that, they can't lose. And, and that's an absolute statement. They can't lose because the carnality of man would ensure that they stay in power. You know how we know that? We know that because between the years of the, the, the 50s and the, I think it, or the 60s, you couldn't get a Democratic or a Republican Congress. They were excommunicated from governing. Because at those times, Democrats were not speaking to the plutocracy. They were speaking to America. Remember that. Um, let's, let me go back to see what you guys are saying before I get to the other video. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Oh, Rose wants me to clap with my hands up because apparently she didn't see it. So let me put it in the view. There is a clap. Now you can figure out the timing. Thank you, my dear beautiful sister. Uh, let's see what, what else we've got here. What else we've got here? Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, EVQ says, Eric Hayes, it's always hard to admit your moral compass is broken. I want to get big money corruption out of politics, which is the same thing I fought for at Move to Amend, where I was a board member, to properly address wealth inequality, global warming system, racism, systemic racism needs of the people. Those are the right, those are the right things. You're right, sir. Okay, let's see what else you say. ABQ says, to properly address wealth inequality, global warming, I read already. All right, let's see. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. 
Hi all, I hopefully can, uh, will, we can ignore the Rittenhouse decision at this site. I am mostly shutting down on internet for a few weeks. Had to get rid of my TV after 9-11. Couldn't handle the invasive news. Well, I feel honored that as you are giving up the internet, you're still here with us, Peggy. Thank you so kindly for your faith in politics done right. The duck that quack says that verdict will be appealed. And overturn, you can't appeal that. That you get a double jeopardy. He's innocent, rather, he's not guilty. He cannot be charged again on the crime. Somebody could charge him with a civil offense, but as far as this is concerned, it is over. Terminado todo está finito. Tom C says, Democrats' action with constructive results, Republicans' inaction with destructive insults. Ah, I like that. I'm on a, hey, you better talk to T Terry Mercer. You're going to be one of our poets as well. ABQ says, Egberto, the desync is about 10 seconds. Yikes, that's not good. But I think I see what we have about 187 drop packets at 30 a frame. That should only equate to about 6 seconds. You're getting 10 seconds. My God. Okay. I can't. I, I need to figure out if there's a way within software for them to fix that because. That is something that should be easily overcome in the software when there's dro there are drop packets. Anyhow, let's continue here. Uh, Courtney, the SLP says, them just need to do what sent them to Washington to do, not quail to... The problem is, uh, let me tell you a little secret, uh, Courtney. We have Democrats, we have Republicans, and then we have the posers, and the posers live in both parties. The posers are there to ensure that the will of the plutocracy remains preeminent. So if one party goes too far to affect, the, the, affect policy that will make the plutocracy less money, they, they punt to the other side. And they play ping pong, but they keep a core in each party. What we can do in the Democratic Party, because we are the party that supposedly has the progressive wing, is we can continue to elect progressives and eventually take power, eventually blow up the filibuster, eventually get rid of all of that, and then take full power based on what people want. Because we are the ones that represent the will of the people. We don't immediately have the money to promote the policies, and they can fool the people quite often, but we can do it. All right, Lee Grant says, Truth be told, nobody believes the promises of the left, the low polls, thus the low polls. Actually, no, that's not it. That, what, what it is, Brother Grant, is you guys are very good at marketing. You are so much better than Democrats and progressives at marketing. And what we are trying to do is hopefully talk to people. I hope I, hope I am a better marketer than, than our rank-and-file Democrats. I hope. I don't know. Lee Grant, am I some, do I convince you of things every so often, Lee? I want to know. Let me know. Uh, Rose Williams, too many Democrats are beholden to their corporate backers. That's, and that's what Lee, that is what um, uh, Rudnan's been talking about. And she says as well, I think that Eddie Cloud said it right. They are going through the theater. Exactly. Lee Grant says, Kyle found not guilty as I predicted. You were right, Kyle. I, and I, I, I honestly have to tell you, Kyle, I didn't think you were right. I honestly thought he would have been convicted on at least one count, the lesser count. But I was wrong. You were right, Brother Kyle. You know the right-wing folk very well. And that lawyer made sure and put those kind of people on. So you know those folks, brother. So next time I see that jury, I'm going to come to you and say, Hey, Kyle, is it going to be a yay or a nay? Most Democrats aren't left. Promises required. No, most Democrats, no. Most Democrats and Republicans are left. They just don't qualify themselves that way, Brother Grant. 
But when I ask questions of people, they are left, including my brothers and sisters in Kingwood, one of the most red parts of Texas. They're left. Now, when it comes to social matters, oh, abortion and that kind of stuff, but I don't even think abortion should be in the left and right domain. Those shouldn't appear in the left and right domain. Patricia E. Forter, welcome aboard. You never saw the clap, Rose? There is a clap again, Rose. All right. Patricia E. Forker. Uh, let's see. Two more politicians uh, brought by the USA's corporatocracy terrorist government. Tú sabes lo que estás diciendo, mi hermana Patricia. You're absolutely right. Rose Williams, we must get money out of politics. Agreed. Agreed, 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 agreed. All right. Guns before humans, says Squido. Uh, ABQ says, Egberto, as it comes to marketing, there's a phrase on the right, always attack, never defend, talk bull, accuse, 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 and keep accusing until you find something with the least believable. You know, you're right. Lawrence Sims, welcome aboard. It pays to... Have the judge and state working with one's defense team. You true? I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, the duck that quack says, I believe the entire trial will, will get tossed due to justice prejudice. Yeah, but the problem is you can't toss a, a not guilty verdict. It's called double jeopardy, brother duck that quacks. So it can't happen. Brother Rittenhouse, or not brother Rittenhouse, killer Rittenhouse is a free person. He's a free man. He cannot ever again be tried by the state on that crime. That's the law. Rose Williams says, I heard it, never saw it again. All right, I just did it for you again, Rose. Only you will get me to clap so many times. Uh, Chris says, Egberto, do you like Dan Crenshaw? No, I don't, but I've spoken to Dan Crenshaw to his face before. He is in the Northeast area. He's my congressman. Dan Crenshaw is my congressman. Good, uh, you know, I mean, he fought for a country, and I love the guy. As a human being, as a politician, he's horrendous. He lies too much, too much. Tom C. Egberto, time for ask and the thumbs. Oh, thank you, guys. Hey, guys, if you are on YouTube, please, folks, do that. Give me that thumbs up. I need that thumbs up. Tom C. reminded me for to do this ask. So please. If you are on YouTube, do a thumbs up and ring the bell so that the next time the show comes, you will get the sh- you will get a ringer on your on your I mean you know get a notification that the show is going live and you know every now and then I pop in with a show that's off schedule so it's a good thing it's a good thing when you do that oh so it was six seconds uh, for real uh, Rose Williams thank you for corroborating that but anyhow folks let me tell you the ways to support us please go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. That is the uh, primordial way or primary way to support... Hear me, primordial. Pero que pasa contigo, Alberto? All right. Uh, uh, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please become a subscriber. Just uh, a, a member. Join it. Click join. And, you know, say, I want to start buying Alberto maybe a coffee a month. Right? And if we get a thousand people buying a coffee a month, we'll be doing not completely fine because we need something like 3,000 coffees per month. But that's fine. All right? Uh, go ahead and please go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, we also need patrons. We want to get our funding from several sources, meaning one company, we don't want controlling all the funding. So please also go to politicsandright.com slash patreon patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n 
P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash patron. And also go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal if you want to help us via PayPal. Now, as you know, those books that you see scrolling on the screen all the time, uh, please consider getting them. How to Make America Utopia. How to Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. You can get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Look, this is not stuff that is saying we need to have a war. This is stuff that's saying let's learn how to take what's ours. Let's learn how to take what's ours. And you can get the hoodie and all that good stuff at our store by going to politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. Uh, or catch all. There are several other ways that you can support the show. Many other ways. Remember to always share our stuff. But you can go to politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. I mean, we take Cash App. We take Zelle. We take, uh, what's the other one? Um, just about everything. Uh, Vin, Vinmo, we take absolutely everything as well. So please consider supporting us. We do good work. Uh, Lee Grant says, y'all reveal your authoritarian hearts with these comments that suggest that Cal should be pursued by the state until they get... No, no, I... Oh, come on, Cal. You heard me say, double jeopardy. It's over. As far as Cal is concerned, he's a free man. It's over. We let a criminal, a killer go free, you know? Then again, we also let OJ go free, so what can I say? Uh, I guess Rittenhouse will get a job with Matt Gates. I think I saw an article where Matt's won. Yeah, I saw, I saw the article too. I saw the article too. Anyway, uh, so please, folks, don't forget, give us a thumbs up on, on YouTube and also give us a like on, what's the other platform? Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Please follow Egberto Willis on Twitter. All right, let's go ahead and give you the other video. Donny Deutsch. I usually don't like Donny Deutsch. But Donny Deutsch sometimes have some damn good advice for Democrats. And I think this is one of those days. I listened to him as he spoke today and I said, Donny, Danny, Danny, I think good advice. Check this out. Stop making the economy an abstract thing and make it about how are you doing. So, Donnie, we've had enough conversations and I've now covered um, Democrats long enough to understand that even with facts on their side, sometimes they end up losing an argument when they have sort of the the, the right answer, they have the right facts, they have the good intentions to do right by the people that they serve. How do you make sure that doesn't happen on this all-important question of who's worried about your personal economy? Did you just call the Democrats weenies? Because I think you did. I did not. Um, I, I did not. <laughs> let, let me, uh, so here, I'll put it the, I'll turn this around. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's actually a good point. I'm Republicans kidding. rarely have the facts on their side, and they can manage to yeah. fight Democrats to a draw. Democrats, yeah. in all the times we've been on these conversations, have all the facts on their side, and, and they're losing on these questions yeah. of the economy put an economic SWAT team together. You know, Biden can only do so much. You know, Biden is not this great communicator at this point. Whether you love him or not, he's just not. I would deputize six governors, six senators, six congressmen, six local state assembly, but get a team of 20 to 24 people who are just on message pounding the facts. Don't, you know, really, we, we, it shouldn't be on the president. So whoever you deputy, take Hakeem Jeffries, uh, take the governor of this state, take 24 of your most telegenic across the board politicians, get them in a room, say, guys, 
This is your message. You are carrying the torch. You are one of the, the chosen 24, if you will, and basically have the Democrats send them out everywhere. Create a team. Don't just leave it to Biden. Unfortunately, Biden right now is not the great communicator. Flies above the Yes, Biden is not the great communicator. Actually, I don't think Biden is actually that bad of a communicator. I just think the, the party in general don't understand narrative. So I don't want to blame this all on Biden at all. Because the, the bad communication didn't start with Biden. Look, we had somebody like President Obama, one of the best orators we've seen. We've had Bill Clinton, another, another very good orator. And then we had Donald Trump, Bush number one, Bush number two, three horrendous orators that spent a total of 16 years in office. Obama spent eight, Clinton spent eight, and of course, we don't know what Biden is going to do. But we had two of the best. Reagan was a very good communicator. We also had, but, but Clinton and Obama, and of course, Obama bar none, great communicators, and then they get fuzzed with what the democratic spineology is going to be, meaning they have to keep the corporate at bay or keep the corporate somehow, uh, you know, salted, weathered, greased, or whatever you want to call it. So what can I say? You know, hey, look, uh, what we need is not great, only great communicators. What we need is some honesty. What we need is some morality. Those are the things that are going to move us forward. Let me get back to you beautiful people and see what else you want me to say before I go to the last video. Para ver que voy a hacer. Good point on OJ, the duck that quacks says. The duck that quacks also said, I didn't like him either. Bridge MCP says, yeah, weird. Audio on spot, video off like maybe six or eight seconds guessing. Eric Hay says, the girl talking about facts. Whoa, that is rich. The duck that quack says she is the an ex-Republican. She is a Republican. And, you know, I mean, she is a Republican. She believes in Republican orthodoxy. The Republican Party just left her. Rose Williams says, for once, Donnie has a good idea. Actually, uh, let me tell you, Rose, go to my website, egbertowillis.com, and search for Donnie Deutsch. Because I did several pieces on Donnie Deutsch where he's given some good advice. Now, he's given some ridiculous advice, like if... Bernie Sanders were to win the nomination, I'll vote for the Republican. I mean, that's the kind of, that's the kind of guy. Danny Deutsch is a neoliberal, but he also is a real Democrat, okay? So, I mean, whatever the case is, I mean, sometimes he comes up with some good stuff. Eric Hayes, Bush won. What was wrong there with Bush won? I, look, I, I'm going to tell you guys a story. It may, it may destroy my cred, but I actually once voted for Bush won. I think it was when he ran against, um, what was the name of the guy? With the, I, I forgave him. I don't know why I forgave him for Willie Horton, but I think that was the time that I voted for uh, Bush 1. And the reason why was, uh, there's, a, there's a story that goes around with Bush 1, the morality that Bush 1 had when it came to certain types of um, social justice relationships. And a lot of people don't talk about the good thing in, in some, there are some good Republicans out there. And you got to remember also that, uh, the civil rights bill was really passed by a conflict of Republicans and Democrats. Good progressive Republicans were in there. And so let's, let's, let's be clear. I vote for, personally, I vote for those who are, in my opinion, morally sound, 
and will support all the good things that support people. Period. No two ways about it. If you support gay rights, if you support racial justice, social justice, and all these other forms of justices, if there's a Republican that supports all of that, and there's a Democrat that's a, that's a, 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 a Yahoo, in as much as I am a Republican when I go into that booth, and by the way, I'm an officer in the Republican Party, as I mean in the Democratic Party, as a precinct chair, in as much, in as much as I am not supposed to publicly go ahead and say I am supporting some other person other than a Democrat, I will go into that booth and with my with my privacy support that honorable Republican against that dishonorable Democrat. And I think if more of us did that, well if more of us did that, most people would be Democrats, right? Because right now the dishonor is in one direct mostly in one direction. So we gotta remember that. Hey, I see that you're leaving AVQ. We got one more good video that you're gonna to wanna to see. So you better stay and watch Gosar. Or well, you can actually catch Gosar when I turn it into a blog because I will be turning this one into a blog tonight. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, let's play Gosar and then I'll come and finish up, wrap it all up. So let's go to Gosar and this time I don't wanna make a mistake so I'm doing it slowly. Here is Tim Gosar. Paul Gosar's brother will talk about his brother's lack of intellect, his brother's lack of morality, his brother's lack of honestidad. Tim Gosar, brother of Congressman Paul Gosar. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, what what was it like for you yesterday watching your brother censured by the House of Representatives? Good evening, Lawrence. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, appropriate. I mean, I think the conduct and what's happened fits the crime and the punishment fit. Uh, so um, it was appropriate, uh, disappointing that he's pushed things this far and he's become this unhinged, but uh, the censure was totally appropriate. So we saw him on the House floor yesterday afternoon say, out of compassion, he deleted the tweet that the video was in. And then, as your sister pointed out here last night, after the vote, after he was censured, he then retweeted it, in effect, tweeted the video once again. And then a few hours after that, uh, after your sister mentioned it here, he then deleted it again. What are we watching there? What is happening to that man as he goes through that day doing those things? He has no regard for Speaker Pelosi, the rule of law, or the House norms and uh, customs. Um, he believes um, in the cult of Trump, and that is the true leader of this country. He's one of Trump's fascist foot soldiers, and he believes that he is above the law, Lawrence. And you referenced it earlier that he's either mentally ill or, you know, he, he does whatever he wants to do. And either one of those makes you unfit for office. And but that is the status here. He is unfit for office. But I believe that Speaker Pelosi could recensure him. You've been watching him longer than any of us. What do you think it is? Do you do you think your brother is mentally ill? Well, I mean, I think growing up there were some issues, right? Um, I think he had some issues with uh, telling the truth. We used to call him in our family telling Wendy's, and so Paul was uh, the Wendy teller in our family. I think coupled with that is he doesn't have the requisite skills for this job. He's not intelligent enough. 
he's doesn't not a good listener. Um, he he's immature uh, and insecure. Uh, he doesn't surround himself with people that check his worst impulses and and ideas. Um, so basically, what he's done is he's traded integrity, character, honesty for power. And uh, power, if he had to steal it, no problem. Power, if he has to try to uh, organize a plot to overthrow the government uh, and steal it that way, no problem. So could he be, you know, suffering from some sort of mental deficiency? Sure. But he also has some character issues as well. And he's traded those character traits that we were taught for power. Uh, as I recall, you first came out uh, with your sister as a family uh, in opposition to your brother's a political for his reelection, basically, in 2018. Uh, you've been saying for a while, as your sister has, that he's getting worse. Uh, what is it like for you as a family to be trying to deal with this? Jennifer, Dave and I feel like we have to come forward, push back against this sort of fascist authoritarian idea that he is you know, right front and center of, but also to clear our good name. Um, we aren't like this. Our integrity, honor, our character are the hallmarks uh, of what we were taught. And I believe what each of us has in our lives, except for Paul, except for Paul. So it, it's about confronting the dangers to our country and to our democracy. But it's also to show people that that's not how we were raised. And that's not who we are. A lot of time de- well, folks, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. And thank you, Senor Tim Gosar, for telling the truth. Para decir la verdad. Uh, Bridge MCP wants an Ashley update. Bridge MCP, Ashley, every day is getting better. Today, we went upstairs on the roof and did some walking. Her walking is, is, is paced, but it's getting better she is uh, she's having more control of her legs and she's doing a whole lot of PT for the next uh, 20 days. It's going to be some heavy PT almost uh, every other day or sometimes I think it's day. I, I don't quite remember. She has a schedule. She's doing all, all, all of keeping all the schedule in order. So um, thanks for asking about her, my dear peeps out here in PDR Posse land. Um, I like I tell her, my baby's going to make a full uh, a full recovery. We are going to will it. And what a full recovery looks like, we don't really care what a full recovery looks like because she's going to be that great functional woman that she has always been and intended to be. And it's, you know, that's why, that's why daddy's here in DC. And by the way, mommy's showing up mañana so that because she misses her mom, you know, she gets tired of her dad all the time. She can't get away from him, but she gets tired of her dad. So she'll, I'll, when her mother come out, kind of let them have their mommy-daughter time. And I'll go ahead and, you know, chill out some. But anyhow, no. But thank you, guys. Uh, I, like I said, uh, just like we, we want to be a, a support for all our people in this group with, that, that go through things, I want to thank you all for the support uh, that you all gave me uh, through this entire ordeal. I have been I have been blessed to have an, an audience like you all. And I, I, I mean that from the depths of my heart. Um, you don't know, you know, when 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 I'm here and I'm talking, I I am this is me, but also this is me many times hiding the pain many times because that's not what you put out for a program. That's not what you guys uh, support that is uh, I mean that's not what you know we are here to do a job as well 
But just seeing the comeback and the love coming from all of you, uh, let me just let you know, it is absolutely and has been absolutely meaningful. It gives me the hope and it tells me everything that I believe in true humanity is real. Most of us are all good people. I've seen my right wingers here that, that, that cuss me out on this show. Send me an email or, or text or whatever. I say, how is Ashley doing? I hope she's fine. You hate me politically. You hate what I represent as a lefty. But you're human. That is what I want us to work towards. When I said how to make America utopia, when I wrote, how to, uh, when I wrote the book as well uh, that says it's worth it, how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors, it wasn't from the point of view that we're going to hammer things done. Eric Hayes, for those of you who know me personally, Eric Hayes, Daniel Ledo, all these guys that cuss me out or give me a hard time. Every time we meet in person, every time we meet in person, it's a positive experience. Because that is where we need to go if we're going to really succeed as a country. So I, I want us to be informed. I want us to hit Eric Hayes and Daniel Ledo and Mike Cisak and Lee Grant hard. And I want them to hit back hard in a manner that says, when we do these things together, we can come up with better ideas. But ultimately, I can say one thing. My brothers and sisters here at PDR, the PDR Posse, love you all. I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.